Welcome to Sin of Israel Talk. I am your host, Joshua Pearson, here today with my brother and co-host, Caleb Pearson. We're here today to talk to you about budgeting for distribution and marketing. This episode is brought to you by Top Sheet Inc. Through our payroll and production management automation, we focus on making sets run smoother and more efficiently, getting your crew paid faster and keeping everybody happier. Our goal is to make sets fun again. Hey, Caleb, how's it going today? Hey, it's going good. How, how about you? Doing great. Thank you very much. As you know, today we are talking about budgeting for distribution and marketing. So on that subject, when do you need to start thinking about distribution and why? Right. So, you know, I, I think if you listen to any of the other stuff I've been saying, you know, in other podcasts, uh, it's going to be predictable. <laughs> I would say as early as possible. I would say if if you are a writer who can think about budgeting for distribution, you can think about who you're distributing to, you are a winner. <laughs> you know, the soonest you can think about it, whether, you know, if you're a writer, obviously start thinking about it then. But if you're a producer who's acquiring a project, you know, before you acquire that project, think about, you know, you know, where can you distribute this? How can you, distri- how can you distribute this? And, you know, what's your potential market? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, why is, why is it such a big deal to, to make sure you're thinking about that right out the gate? Well, I mean, especially for indie films, like, you know, kind of as I've said before is, you know, your career, you know, your your career is kind of dependent on it. You know, if you make a successful film, mm-hmm. you you will get more work. Work will make itself for you. If you m- make films that don't make a profit, it's very hard to make another film. So if you make a product that doesn't make a profit, it's very hard to go up for bad again. So, you know, the reason why it's so crucial to think about who you're distributing to, what's your budget, and will you make a profit is it all comes down to is, you know, will I be able to work again? Will I be able to go up to bad again? You know, and a huge portion of that is thinking about how am I, how am I getting my film out there and who am I getting it to? Yeah, absolutely. And just on that note too, just so you think about distribution early on because you need you need to know your market and like what are some questions you ask yourself when you're considering your distribution early on in a project? Like let's say you're acquiring a film as a producer, what are some good questions to ask yourself to get you going in the right direction as far as thinking about distribution? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So Things I think about is who who are the demographics for this film? You know, what's their age range? You know, are they, you know, 20 to 35? Are they, you know, 45 to 65? Are they in America? Are they in another country? You know, I think about these things because what kind of goes through my head there is, you know, what platforms are they mostly on? Where am I going to be able to get them to watch this? How am I going to be able to sell this to them? You know, and one of the other things you need to be thinking about as well is, you know, if they are on Netflix, if there's a huge demand for them, say on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, you know that you have a market there. And you, you know the way you make money from that platform, for instance, you know, you, you know that you get a flat fee from Netflix and that you get paid per hour watch from Amazon. So you can kind of plan accordingly, you know, am I going to have hundreds of thousands of people watching this film or is the is it something that may be more, you know, uh, niche and maybe not have that many people, you know, watching it, you know, would I rather just get a flat fee from it? Mm-hmm. Because I believe due to the topic, I can just I can sell it, you know, sell it as a non original to Netflix and get it on multiple other platforms as well. So I think, you know, uh, the questions I'm asking myself is, who are these people? Where are these people? What do these people like? How will I communicate to them? 
And, you know, what platforms would they prefer this to be on? You know, do they only go to theaters? You know, uh, I know some older generations still only go to theaters. I know now with COVID, things are still closed in a lot of areas. But how are you going to get it to them? You know, how are you going to get in front of them? Maybe it's selling it to a cable network in some cases if it's an older market. So, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I like how you pointed out the fact what platforms are they watching or taking in their content from? Because that kind of leads into the whole thought, too, about how am I going to market this film when you know what kind of platforms they're using? It also gives you an idea of what platforms you should look to for marketing your product. Because if they're already there, right, you know, it's it's going to be easier to catch that audience. Not to say that those are the only means like, right, you might need to market on net on Facebook. However, you're not going to distribute on Facebook. But uh no, I thought that was just a good point as far as thinking about where is my audience watching their films or watching their episodes of their shows and all. So on that note, um, as you're thinking about distribution, and you know, last week we talked about uh, strategic budgeting. Yeah. And I, I feel that leads really well into this as far as budgeting for your distribution. What are some practical tips on budgeting for your distribution and marketing? Like, how do you come up with the numbers for, for that aspect? I think there's things that producers, especially creatives, you know, that we, we, we just don't think about. You know, when we when we see a box office number, you know, such and such made $100 million, right, mm-hmm. in box office, you know, in theatrical release. I think it's, you know, key to remember that doesn't mean they studio profited $100 million. Yeah. You know, uh, on average, you know, ticket sales, the studio's walking away with 20 to 35%. So they're walking away with, at best, $35 million. So if they made $100 million on a $50 million film, box office was $100 million on a $50 million film, that means they're still they're still $15 million low. And that's not including marketing. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, 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 and people aren't thinking about that. So they can call it a loss, even though, you know, it was a $50 million film. How did they make money? It's because you're not walking away with all the money. There's, you know, so many layers of hands that money's going through. So I, I think, you know, something to keep in mind is from a theater, I'm going to walk away with 20 to 35% ticket sales mm-hmm. if I'm distributing through a distributor. From iTunes, iTunes only takes 30%. So I'm walking away with 70% from iTunes. Yeah. Which is, let's talk about this for a second. Trolls, for instance, right? We have a whole case study on that we're doing. And, you know, if they're making $100 million profit, $130 million profit in their first week, something to talk about there is, from a theater, <laughs> they'd be walking away with like $40, $40 million or so. Now, from iTunes, they're they're walking away with $100 million. $130 million, they're walking away with about $100 million. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the exact math, but that's, that's something to realize is even if it wasn't as big of a release as it would have been in theaters, they're still walking away with many, you know, much more money than they would have if they would have just done it in theaters. So you you really have to think about your budget compared to the platforms you're distributing on. You know, what's going to be your main uh, platform for distribution? How likely is it for me to make my money back from that? From Netflix, if it's a if it's a you know Netflix original or just not a Netflix original, it's, they'll give you a flat deal. If it's a Netflix original, they'll buy it out basically. If it's just to be distributed on Netflix, they're going to give you a, a rate for like a year or six months or whatever, and you get that that money and that's all you get. Yeah. Now on Amazon, you make money per view, so per hour watch to be more specific. Now it used to be fifteen cents per hour watched. Now it's down to six cents hmm. per hour watched. If you have a hundred thousand hours or less of streaming in that year, meaning if you have a two hour film, 50,000 people watched the entire film in that year. 
And for some films, it's like, oh, of course, I'll, uh, I'll do that. But for a lot of other films, that's not likely. So if you kind of look at, you know, Amazon, I'm going to make cents per hour watched, right? And Netflix, I'm going to get a flat fee of X amount of thousands of dollars. You can start kind of making the choices you need to make. If you can get a original deal uh, or if you, you can you know, get a studio to buy you out, then great. You're probably going to make a profit. Probably, you know, if you did your budgeting correctly, if you made the film thinking about that. So like, let's talk about that hypothetical $100 million profit film made on $50 million. If you would have gone in foreseeing that our market and the current ticket sales climate is most likely going to make me $100 million, you would see that I somehow have to get this under $30 million in order to make a profit. You know, yeah. Uh, if you're doing a, the- if you're basing it off of the theatrical release alone, so you you really have to th- put that into thought, and you know that really wasn't even considering marketing, which on a lot of those films is thirty five million dollars on average in marketing, which I think is a little unnecessary in this day and age. But that's you know another conversation. Yeah. So basically, beating around the bush in a lot of senses, you know, how to think about budgeting for distribution is you have to be practical with your numbers. You have to be really practical with your numbers. I know my market size. I know where I want to release it. I know how much uh, releasing it there is going to cost me and how much I'm most likely going to make per sale. With that, in addition to advertising, will I make a profit? And the, the reason you have to think about this as a producer, even if you aren't going to be the distributor, the distributor is going to be thinking about this. This is the math that they're going to be doing whether you do it or not. Yep. So if you didn't do this and you just went willy-nilly and you, you made that $50 million films and they did the math to realize that, oh, crap, we're going to lose our money, they're not going to pick you up. You're not going to make a sale. Nobody's going to bite. Yep. So if you don't do the math, somebody else will and they'll pass on you. If you do the math, you can plan for this. You can make a film that makes a money that makes a profit. You know, film is considered extremely high risk investment, but that's honestly one of the key elements in order to make it a safer investment. Right. Having that thought process and really making a game plan way in advance that honestly most filmmakers, even the big time filmmakers, don't think about. I mean, that's why you still have, you know, some of your big production companies out there still having flops. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously other other factors in that too, but you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times that does get overlooked right? and overlooked by the people that need to be looking at it. And like you said, if you don't do the math, someone else will, and you're going to, you're going to have that hang up down the road, or you're just going to lose money. Right. Which goes back to the first point of if you're, if you're a writer who can think about this, please do. It's going to help you. You're, you're, you're more likely to make, get, get your film made. Because at the same token, producers are going to be thinking about this, hopefully. Uh, So they're going to look at your story. They're going to look at the potential market. They're going to think about their avenues of distribution. And they're going to say, oh, uh, man, this is going to be $10 million over budget to do it this way, standard. So, yeah, just think about it as early as possible. Weigh your options. Make a business plan. Yeah. And you were talking about like the risk in filmmaking is, yeah, the reason the risk in filmmaking exists is we have these, uh, you know, we, we have our filmmakers, we go forward, you know, having an idea, which everybody has an idea. And we say, I need $100 million for this idea to be what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's very arrogant, I would say. Um, and I, you know, I, I you know, I, I think it's very irresponsible it, for yourself, even for your your own life. Is I, that's not the way to approach this. The way to approach this is like any business would. You know. Yep. You know, companies wouldn't go and make a product that uh, and not weigh the cost and not weigh is there a market out there to sell and does it always work? It doesn't always work. You may do all this work and it, it may not work at the end of it. You know, that could be. Uh, a circumstance that happens but if you do this work if you think this through if you you take the steps and you lower the budget to hit that market thinking about 
do we what things bring diminishing returns then you're more likely you're way more likely to make a profit and we're way more likely to make this industry less of a liability less of a risk and if we can do that as if we can do that together we're going to see more films made you're going to have more of your dreams come to life and that's that's the goal here is it's not to crush dreams and say oh you have to fit your dream you know you're creative into this box because we say so no we're encouraging you to think these through so you can see more of your visions made and you have more freedom on your next project. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I've always heard every job has its down parts, meaning like whether you love your career or not, there's always an aspect of your career that might not be your favorite. Right. But the truth is like, and I feel that that gets missed by filmmakers. Honestly, an important part of our career, like in filmmaking is learning business because yeah. whether you like it or not, Filmmaking is business. Yeah. And without that business, you can't make films. And if you aren't the, the business guy, that's fine. Partner with somebody who is that you can that you can respect. Yeah. You know? And hopefully they respect you too. They need to respect the creative as well. Like it's not just a one-way street. You know, there needs to be respect on both sides. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to be an expert in business, but you know, like when you say team up with someone who is a business mindset, or I mean, even then there's still aspects you need to learn. Right. So that if you're a screenwriter, for example. When you're writing your script, you can be mindful of those things as you're writing so you can make a better product. Right. And if you're mindful of this as a writer, if you're mindful of your distribution and marketing as a writer, you know, more power to you. And the cool thing with that is when you're mindful like that too, the business guy's going to see that. Yeah. Because that's their mindset. It's the first thing they're going to see is the economy of your film. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's a huge, huge point. And you kind of brushed a little bit on this as far as distribution and marketing options right but like to your indie filmmakers to your startups or even you know people that have a little bit of a career maybe not necessarily a name like what are some creative distribution and marketing options that you've worked with or that you would recommend playing with yeah because like you said they overspend so much on distribution which again is another discussion for another day but what are some creative cost efficient effective distribution and marketing ideas you know, I can kind of go over kind of the gamut of it. We we have this the typical one where you can just, you know, sell to a studio that, you know, will take on the distribution. They'll give you a flat fee and they might have a royalty deal with you. But basically, the only money you're ever going to see is the deal that they, you know, gave you up front, you know, the money that you have in hand. Yeah. You can work with smaller distributors and come up with, the, you know, a way to split the money. Some of them will try to scam you and have their costs go astronomical. So make sure you have a cap on the amount of money they can spend on advertising or distribution. So, mm -hmm. you know, that you're not always in the negative in essence. Yeah. So that, that's that's another way of doing it. And you can find those people. They're most likely not going to sit down with you and just have a chat. The best way to find them is film festivals, showing your film at the right film festivals where you know they're going to be. I think it's a great way to get those people as well as people like Netflix and Amazon, you know, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. They've been at, you know, Sundance every year for a while. Mm -hmm. And they have a couple ways that you can sell to them. You can do the originals deal where it's most likely they found you at a film festival and they bought out the rights and it's a flat fee from Netflix or Amazon or whomever. Or it could be you you go through an aggregator. So an aggregator who takes your film, gets it to the quality and the file type that Netflix and Amazon and whomever needed at and present it to them and potentially they pick it up. And if they do that from Netflix, you'll you'll get a, a flat fee that's for a period of time. From Amazon, you'll get that six cents per watched hour. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that, that's something you can do yourself. But you, you can also get it up on iTunes that way. Uh, you can release to iTunes that way and you can walk away with 70% of the money made from that if you do a good job marketing you push them to itunes you can do a good job i mean 
the studios just proved it for us with, you know, trolls and uh, what we're seeing out of the king of Staten Island. Yeah. They're proving that this is a model that can work. Indie filmmakers now, we have to get clever on how do we reach our audience and convince them to show up to iTunes, you know? Yeah. How, how do we get them to look there? You know, that's where you kind of get creative. You you break down the Facebook business page and you, and you look at the, the audience breakdown and demographics of similar films, and then you target market those people. Get clever there. Uh, if you haven't, I, I said this in a podcast before, if you haven't been on Facebook business looking at the audience breakdowns, the audience insights, go on there today, search around for them. They're a little hard to find. Search around for them. And play with it. Type in a movie page that you know exists or a region or whatever. Yeah. And look at the demographics, male, female. And then go over to what pages they like. What other you know similar films do they like? What restaurants do they go to? What cities and states do they live in? Because if you can see that, if you can see, oh, 60% of the audience of, I'll use Napoleon Dynamite because we did a study on them, uh, you know, live in Utah, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to you know do a, a limited theatrical release and release in Utah. And there's multiple ways to do limited theatrical releases. That's, you know, something we can talk about as well. I don't know if Tug, T-U-G-G, still exists. I did hear uh, there's things going on with them. But the principle you can take and do wherever. You make a deal with a a theater. uh, You rent it out. And it'll be, you know, X hundred dollars. And you sell tickets to it. You know, you sell tickets to that theater. And you just do that one at a time. And you test your market. You cancel it if the... uh, if you don't sell enough tickets, you know? Yeah. And you do a small theatrical release and you build your audience that way. If you're going to do that, I highly suggest not just releasing it and expecting people to show up, but give people a reason to show up, whether it's merch, whether it's the cast coming out, whether it's, you know, you name it. Give people a reason to show up. That's a way to go about this, you know? Mm-hmm. I had a friend who did a similar thing with this. He actually did it with schools, too, where he distributed the same film for six years. Now, that, that doesn't sound fun to me, but, you know, <laughs> he, he did it, and he, he made a living doing, you know, distributing the same film over six years. And if that, if that's what you want to do, then that, that's an option, you know? I mean, it may not work for every film, but you'll be able to tell pretty quickly. So I would say, you know, you have the SVOD route, you have the VOD route, you have uh, selling to a studio, you have working with small distributors, and then kind of what we're talking about is that self-distribution model looking like getting it on iTunes through aggregators, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, anything you can get it on, and maybe doing a small theatrical release to, to build to build an audience. I, I you know, One thing I'm going to throw in there is I really do think film festivals are a really good way to get notoriety about your film, clout about your film, um, because you have the newspapers there, you have the studios there, you have people who are deeply interested in film. So pick your film festivals wisely uh, that, you know, match up with the audience that you want to sell to. And uh, it it will just help market your film, if nothing else. Uh, It'll give you a platform, you know, even if you don't make the sale that you want to make, it'll give you a platform to continue marketing from, in essence. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when you're talking about the self-distribution and all that, you know, it's a lot of grind and it is a lot of work. However, if your goal is to sell it to a studio or sell it, you know, wherever, if you if you start self-marketing and building an audience and self-distributing a little bit and building that audience that's interested in the film and you have that to back your film, you're just increasing the value of your product. Correct. So, you know, it might take a little longer to make your money back, but you're more likely to make your money back. Because now when you, you know, you go to Netflix, you go to Amazon, you go to Warner Brothers or whoever, and you're like, I got this film and I have this audience. Are you interested? That That's going to help. And not saying for every product, but, you know, certain products, I think that's helpful. Right. And I was just going to say is and if you do this once very well, it's easier to do it a second time. Yeah. And it's, it's even easier to do it a third time or a fourth time because... 
investors are more willing to put money in. Distributors are more interested in your product. Mm -hmm. You've built the relationships with the theaters. You've built the relationships with the distributors. You've built the relationships with the journalists who are going to report on. It's much easier to do this a second, third, or fourth time if you do this correctly, if you keep track and uh, keep relationships up and uh, do a good job at having a return on your on the investment made. Yeah. Well, I think that's the end for today. I hope this was helpful for everybody. Thank you again, Caleb. Uh, no problem. It was fun. Awesome. If you guys like our content, please subscribe, share this with your friends. Also, please leave a comment. We'd love to have a discussion with you. If you have any ideas that you would like to add to this that maybe we should expound on in a future episode or just ideas for things that you would like to hear us talk about, please reach out. Let us know. We're very interested in what you all think. And you know, we, we just want to serve you guys well. So thank you all again. Thank you all for listening. Again, Cinebiz Real Talk has been created and brought to you by Top Sheet Inc. We are an automated payroll and production solution. We have apps and online software to help make film better. If you have any questions, please go to topsheet.io and jump into our chat. We're here to help. Everyone stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.